Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode four of Hoops Caviar. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. And I am joined by the one, the only, Ryan Sheehan, one of the best co-hosts in America today in all of podcasting. Ryan, what's up, my guy? What's good, Dante? How's it going, everybody? I'm so happy to be back for Hoops Caviar. We took a break last week, so uh, we're very uh, refreshed right now. And uh, to follow me on Twitter, you just have to search up 401 Sheehan, S-H-E-E-H-A-N. But this is Hoops Caviar. We're here to talk some ball, the favorite thing we like to do. So let's get to it, Dante. I'm, I'm excited for this, man. Yes, sir. I mean, we, uh, we've been gone for about two weeks. We didn't record last week, which is all good. We need a break. We need a, a little rest. We've been kind of going at it for a while now between this podcast and our Celtics podcast, Chasing Banners, which, we'll, we, 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 which we will <laughs> back recording this weekend. Maybe we need another break. My head, is still, uh, my head is still in the blender right now. But we have a few topics to talk about uh, over the past few weeks. The first thing uh, I wanted to bring up to you, Ryan, as ESPN came out with their NBA title favorites according to their basketball power index. It was their top five teams with the best percent chance of winning. The Milwaukee Bucks just was a runaway favorite. They had a 53% chance of winning. The Lakers came in second at 18%. The Clippers, nine. And then you have the Raptors and Celtics both at 5 and then they also put out um, Caesar Sportsbook, their odds uh, that you can place. Uh, Lakers actually are the favorites to win it. They have plus 180, Bucks second with plus 275, Clippers plus 325, then the Rockets plus 120, and Celtics at plus 150. So that's a little, the two uh, lists are a little different, but focusing on the ESPN title favorites, um, I want to get your opinion on what you think here, Ryan, and you know what you think of the percentages, and if there's anyone that they're really missing out on, or kind of you know not giving enough credit. I would say personally, just to start this, the Bucks, 53%, them being 35% higher than the next team, which is the Lakers, is just like way, way too high of a percent. Like, listen, are the Milwaukee Bucks the favorites to win the Eastern Conference? And you know. They, do they have a good chance of winning it all? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not saying they don't. But Giannis and the Bucks and his squad, they've never made it to the finals. They've never made it. Uh, they never won anything. They made, never made it to the finals. Last year, they lost to the Raptors four games to two. The year before, they lost in, the, in round one against Boston in seven games. Um, Giannis, uh, who should be uh, the MVP again this year, uh, is just having an historical NBA season. He can win the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, which has only happened twice before him. But setting the Bucks that far ahead of the Lakers, uh, for the Lakers, I mean, listen, I know the Lakers, they don't have Avery Bradley now. He's sitting out, and Rajon Rondo is projected to be out six to eight weeks with a hand injury. I don't think that means that they should be given such a low chance of winning. I personally think, um, you know, when it gets to the finals, anything is possible. Shout out Kevin Garnett. Anything could really happen when you make it that far. But I personally believe whatever team makes it out of the West is the team that's going to win it. And I personally believe the Lakers are going to be the team that wins it this year, no matter, you know, they don't have Rondo or Avery Bradley. So 
them being listed that low kind of uh, kind of irks me a little bit. Just the fact that they give the Bucks that much of a, a runaway a runaway lead there, and then the Clippers at nine percent. You know, I I I thought that from the beginning of the year it was always going to be Clippers were going to win it. Since they got Kawhi and Paul, and Paul George, everyone was like they're going to be the team to win it. They're going to be the team to beat. Um, and nothing's really changed on their end. I mean, they still, in my opinion, have the best roster in the NBA. You got Pat Beverly, Patrick Beverly, Kawhi, Paul George, um, uh, Zubak, and Marcus Morris in the starting lineup. And then you got guys like Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and Landry Shamet off the bench. And Joakim Noah now, who they actually just signed. I mean, 9% chance is just like very low for me. And then Celtics, Raptors at 5% each, which, I mean, I, I understand given that they've given the Bucks such a heavy chance in the Eastern Conference, they really don't consider any other team in the East to come out. So I guess I would think, I think the Celtics are a little, should be a little higher than 5%. But I think the, the Lakers should personally be the odds-on favorite to win it this year, and the Bucks should be second. I, I don't understand how the Bucks have such a high percent chance of winning. Um, but Excuse my tangent, Ryan. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on you know ESPN's percent uh, percent chance of these teams winning, winning at all? I gotta agree with you. The Bucks being so high, so much higher percentage wise than the Lakers is just a tad bit weird. Just because the Lakers have LeBron James, man. Like mm-hmm. the scariest man in the postseason each season is LeBron James. The one man you want to avoid each season is LeBron James. And the fact that they're disrespecting him this much is just going to fuel his fire even more, man. It's just kind of ridiculous. Like, they're obviously basing the Bucks' chances off the season that they had. And if, I, if I'm correct, it's actually one of the um, easiest schedules that any team has ever had. Am I correct? Um, the uh, strength of schedule-wise? Yeah, I mean, they really didn't have – too difficult of a schedule this past season they had the best record in the nba so i mean like i guess you got to give it to them there but the lakers were only two games off from having the best record so i mean it's it's not really that that much of a difference and they're out west that's another thing you got to consider the west is always so difficult it stands out so much uh further or clearer they're just so much better than what the east provides you know in the East, you have, like, four teams that you know are going to compete. But out West, you have all eight seeds can compete. So that's the difference between the two conferences right there. Uh, playoff Rondo is a big loss to LeBron, in my opinion, just because we know what he can do in the playoffs, even though he's this far in his career. Like, he was putting in work while all this uh, COVID was going on. He looked he good, put, bro. He looked yeah, jacked. He looked built, man. He looked built. He was on that and, Mike Bibby diet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was on the Mike Bibby diet. But that's just like one guy that would have helped LeBron a lot because Rondo's IQ and just his performance in the playoffs is outstanding. Um, and I honestly think you have to give him more respect just because of the death of Kobe. Like LeBron, like once Kobe died, you saw LeBron. Like he had a different mentality going for this season. And if you don't think the Lakers are going to play their asses off for that reason, you're, then you're just silly. Absolutely. I, I think the percentage-wise, like, you gotta, you got to put them a little bit closer. Those are the two, test, two best teams in the league. I understand the Bucs had the best schedule. But, again, 
what what is separating him that much? LeBron James should just be enough to have you tied percentage wise. Enough. They yes, they have Giannis. Yes, they have Chris Middleton. Yes, they basically have their whole team because I don't think really anyone has tested for COVID for them. And yes, LeBron has lost players, but it's LeBron James, man. It doesn't matter at all. It's we've LeBron. Seen, we've seen the teams that he's brought to the finals in the past, and he, now he has, like, Anthony Davis. Right. Like, that and alone. I mean, those two that, alone. That alone, yeah, exactly. Make, can take them to the finals. And it's kind of crazy. Like, LeBron James misses one playoffs last year, and it's like everyone kind of forgets what this guy brings to the table. Like, regular season like, – we talked about this on previous podcasts before, like – Regular season LeBron is one thing. You think he doesn't give a crap about the regular season, dude. He cares about the playoffs. That's when he turns it up. He, I mean, from the pictures we've seen, from the videos we've seen, this guy is just like all business down in Orlando. Like he is going for that fourth ring. And, you know, you bringing up Kobe, that's a great point too because when that happened, when Kobe's death happened, that was when my opinion changed on who was going to win it because throughout – before Same. that, my opinion was Clippers. I was all all Clippers. I thought they yep. were going to be the team to win it. And then once Kobe died, I was just like, damn, damn. LeBron is really going to, like, bring the Lakers a championship, and he's going to do it for Kobe. So that's a, that's a good point that you brought up. Yeah. And, not, and not for nothing, too. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, but you're fine. I, the reason why I said earlier, like, you know, a Western Conference team, and whoever comes out of the West is going to be the team that wins it. I say that because – Look at the playoff matchups. Okay, so you got uh, in the Eastern Conference from 1 to 4, you got Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami. And then after that, you got the Pacers, who right now Old Depot isn't scheduled to play. He could. He said that he might come back now, seeing how his body reacts to playing because the Pacers look very good uh, in practices down in Orlando. So he could come back. You got the Sixers, the Nets, the Magic, and the Wizards. Like, those are such easy matchups for the Bucks. Like, for anyone, the top four seeds. Like, if you got a top four seed and you're playing one of those teams, especially the Sixers are a little challenging more than the rest of the teams I just mentioned. But, like, Pacers, Nets, Magic, Wizards, like, those are all easy first-round matchups. And then the Bucks would have to go through the Heat. And I do believe the Heat are a sleeper team, and they should be taken very seriously. But the Bucks should have no problem beating them in the playoffs like if they are as good as people at ESPN thinks they are they should have no problem beating them and then their real test will come in the Eastern Conference Finals against whether it's the Celtics or the Raptors but then you got the West and you got the Lakers the Clippers the Nuggets the Jazz the Thunder the Rockets as your top six and then you got the Mavs and the Grizzlies like that is a much more stacked top eight than the East so it's just like the Western Conference teams are going to have to go through much tougher playoff series and tests to get to the finals than compared to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, agreed. And if the Bucks and Miami uh, are matching up uh, in, in the later rounds, Miami's just going to wear them out. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. It, it's just Miami might not beat them. But Miami's a team where they will literally take it to game seven with you and they will go as far as they can to beat you. They are built they're they're a team built for that. They're a team that they're a team just made to wear you down. Like Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala probably coming off the bench. Like that just says it right there with those defensive studs. Like have have fun, man, because they they will wear you down. And Jimmy Butler, 
he is ready for action. Like he has a perfect team around him. Like he is the alpha of that team and he's going to hype them the hell up, man. So if you don't think they're prepared to take on any team in this league, you're, you're going to be in for a surprise because they are going to battle. No, absolutely. That that's one of my sleeper teams. And like you said, you said it perfectly. Like the Miami heat are one of those teams that's like, Will they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Will they make it to the Finals? The chances are they probably won't, but they will make whatever team that they play against, they, they will make them sweat, and they will take them to six, seven games, and they will make them earn each and every win that they get against them, and they will make them earn going on to the next round. And that's what makes Miami such a scary team. And they're well-coached. Eric Spolstra, one of the best coaches in the NBA, in my opinion. I mean, I talk about the Clippers having the best roster in the NBA, but the Miami Heat are also up there. I mean, they're just loaded from top to bottom. They got they got one superstar in Jimmy Butler. They got a rising star in Bam. And then they're just filled with role players, but like really, really, really good role players that just know what they're supposed to do and they do their job very well. So I'm a big fan of the Miami Heat this year. I'm curious. I don't want the Celtics to play them as a Celtics fan. I really don't want us no. to back up with them because that would just be a an awesome series. It would be, but it would just make me just the most – it would just make me such a wreck. Like I would be so nervous playing against them. Uh, but, yeah, so that was ESPN's uh, predictions. I honestly placed a bet on the Celtics winning it all. Uh, this year because I want to uh, I, I'm, I'm confident that they can make it that far and like I said when you make it to the finals anything is possible um, but ESPN gave the Bucks a 53% chance way too high Lakers should be given a higher percent and then you can make your arguments or around the edges about like the Clippers Raptors and Celtics but I think the Bucks and the Lakers really are the two teams that should be given uh, the highest percent and the Bucks should be given a little less the Lakers uh, a bit more so that's that. But staying on the topic of LeBron and the Lakers, uh, Nick Wright has been kind of going off lately. Um, not in a good way. He's been saying some, usual. Pretty, some pretty crazy things lately. Like one of them, we're going off the percentages. He said the Celtics have a 0% chance of winning uh, the NBA Finals. Say what you want Classic. about the Celtics, but 0% chance, like, come on. Like, if you don't think they have somewhat of a chance, like, that's – I don't know. That, that's, that's a little too far-fetched. And then he also started talking trash about Jason Tatum. He said that basically saying how he, uh, he isn't a superstar, he goes uh, saying the rush to anoint him a superstar has been a bit hasty and overblown. And then he went on to basically just bring up four random players and just say that they have better stats than him. He said Siakam has more points per game than him, which they have the same amount of points, 23.6 points per game. He has a lower field goal percentage than Zach Levine. He has 1% lower field goal percentage. Lower three-point percentage than Luke Kennard. He has a 0.01 lower three-point percentage. And he has a lower PER than Sabonis. And it's not – it's lower, but, but not by that much. Like, he's just picking, like, random players. Like, okay, you're picking random players. But, like, you, you're, you're going to tell me that Jace Tatum isn't better than all those guys? Like, Siakam, you can make the argument. I'm totally fine with making that argument. But he's better than Levine, Kennard, Sabonis, and they're also not the number one option on a team that's, you know, a championship contender and has the fifth best record in the NBA. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about his ridiculous take on LeBron. Uh, he basically said that if the Lakers win the championship this year, that LeBron will win his sixth ring. And to people keeping count at home, uh, if LeBron won this year, it would be his fourth ring. But according to Nick Wright, he says 
that when the Cleveland Cavaliers came back from being down 3-1, that won LeBron two rings. He said, everyone knows that he has four rings. No, not you're the only one that says that. I've, never, I've actually never have heard that before in my life, that LeBron uh, got two rings because of that. Um, and then he goes, since the Lakers don't have Avery Bradley or Rajon Rondo, uh, this, this would count as two rings for LeBron and the Lakers if they win it. Now – now, if we're doing it that way, if we're if we're if we're seriously going to be just adding on rings like that, the Red Sox should have won two or three rings when they came back three one three nothing to the Yankees back in '04, and they uh, beat the curse and they they ended the curse, I should say. Uh, when Michael Jordan had the flu game, he should have been given two rings for that. I mean, if we're just going to start tacking rings on, you know, the, 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 what was it, the pizza game, where he, the food poisoning game? Where he the yeah, the, the hungover uh, game, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you should, like, let's, let's just start adding on rings to players just because of performances that they had. Like, that is one of the most ridiculous things I've heard in my life, Ryan. Like, I've never heard of someone ever adding on rings to someone's resume. And saying that LeBron's going to tie Jordan for the amount of rings that he has because he came back from being down 3-1 and he's going to play without Rondo and Avery Bradley. Now, listen, Rondo, Avery Bradley, big losses. Yeah, I get it. But does it really lower the Lakers' chances that much of winning? And does it really, like, give LeBron that much more credit if they win it all? I don't think so. It's not like he's losing Anthony Davis. Like, that's one thing, giving him more credit there. You still don't add on another ring. Um, I just kind of wanted to bring that up because I really thought it was, like, funny as hell. And it's just, like I said, with the stuff that he's mentioned before, he's just been on a roll with this stuff, and it just shocks me. People are saying it shocks me that this guy has a job. This is why he has a job, because he has all these horrible takes. It gets people to talk, and it brings in publicity. It's bad publicity, but it – they still talk about it. So that's just how it is. But Ryan, uh, if the Lakers win this year, are you going to consider LeBron having six rings or, or, or is Nick Wright uh, dying alone on this hill? Hell no. (laughs) He, you can't just add. All right. Tom Brady deserves. If we're going to talk rings right now, 28 to three, Tom Brady deserves three rings right there. He deserves three rings just for that. Just, just that like deflate gate, all that stuff. Give him more rings. I don't care. You want to add rings, dude. That is, it's such a wuss move. Such a wuss move. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. How much, how much that guy just loves LeBron. He's a loser. He's a loser. You don't add titles. What, add titles to scenarios and shit like that? What? Never no, 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 no. He's going to die on that hill all by himself, all by himself, on his own little island that's the height of Mount Everest, but it's an island. Like, he'll be alone. He's alone. I've never heard that in my life. Never have. What, how does that make sense? It doesn't matter. That's the part of the sport, man. That's what you sign up for. You sign up to go into situations like that when you're down players, when you're down in the series, when you're down everything like that, man. No, you don't add rings. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's just a loser way out of it. That's that's all I got to say about it. I love Nick Wright, by the way. If you know me, Dante, I love Nick Wright, right? You got to yeah, look at my him. Twitter if you want to see how yeah. much I love that biggest, guy. Oh, biggest Nick God. Wright fan. Biggest Nick Wright fan. He's a clown, man. He's a clown. I have never heard such a thing. 
if you look at any other analyst, anyone like that, I've never heard that. And I bet LeBron himself is like, what the hell is this guy talking about? When, when, he, uh, when he said, I was actually just replaying the video because I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I was right. And when he came out and said uh, he should have got two rings for 3-1, and he goes, he has four rings right now, everyone just started laughing at him. <laughs> like, my friend asked me the other day, he goes, what like team do you think Nick Wright's a fan of? And I was like, wherever LeBron is. Yeah. And I was like, that's the, that's the team that he's a fan of. When, yep. he was on, when he was on TV and he said the Celtics have a 0% chance, uh, Antoine Walker – uh, Celtics legend was on that show and he was yep. just like, looking at him like he was out of his like he was nuts like what I I, I oh, honestly no. like I wonder if he believes the stuff he says he can't there's no yeah, way it's just like, there's no way he I'm can saying like people say there's these things no to get attention way. but it's just like do you really like do you really like preach it do you really say this enough to like actually believe yourself like, really? Like, do you actually believe LeBron's going to have six rings at the end of this postseason if they win? Like, there's no way you actually think that. Like, I, anyone, I with the, anyone that's, a, like, a, like, a basketball analyst that has a brain knows that that's just not – it's just not – it's just not true. I mean, there's no there, – there, there, what, what is there to argue? There, there was, what, how are you going to argue that that's a factual statement? How? 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 how, how? Where are the other Quick two maths. Quick math. Quick math, bro. Just quick. quick math. Uh, three plus three rings plus one. Minus one equals three. Quick math. What's nine plus ten? Twenty-one. <laughs> bro, it's just like that's what the guy. That's the, the guy, Nick Wright logic no, right there. No, it really not. is. Like the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But let him do his oh, thing. Everyone's just. I. You know. Him, like, he whatever. hate. He. I think he hates the Celtics and he no, hates, he hates everyone. All, no, he hates anyone all that, Boston sports. All, all Boston, Boston sports. sports. He actually said that the Sixers have a 1% chance of winning. And I'm just like, where is the 1% coming from? Up your ass? Honestly, or like, yeah, what, like, where is it coming from? No, nah, he just loves because he knows like people like you and I are going to bring <laughs> it up on our show to talk about how much That's of a fucking – like just to talk about That's how much enough. of a clown he is. He's just a clown for it. And the only reason why he goes after Boston sports fans all the time is because they, he knows he can get their attention. He's just a clown. Like, yeah, because dude, the shit that he says is just so stupid. If you want to pay someone for being wrong, just hire me. I'll bullshit all day. Like, are you literally, kidding me? That, literally, the guy is literally getting paid to just to be wrong with just awful, like awful takes and just putting out just stupid statements. Like, when has he ever been right? <sighs> When has he ever been? He's always been Nick Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I said yeah. It. Nick yeah. Wrong. Screw him. I can call him names. Nick Wrong. That's what yeah, he is. Yeah, that's right, Nick Wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how is he like itch. that? I bet he won't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's <laughs> that's really all I got to say about that. I think that is just the stupidest argument I've ever heard from come out of his mouth. Like I, I, I saw – I saw – I, you know what I really dislike about Twitter? What? What's that? People will agree with that stuff and try to justify it. And I went through the thread and I saw people actually trying to justify what he Those was people are to say. LeBron are LeBron riders. Oh Don't know basketball god. or just trolls. Like it's just one of the three. It, it really is. Oh my god. So I, enough about Nick Wright because that is just we gave him enough. We gave him too much airtime as it is. Yeah, we did. We, we did. did. Oh, oh my god! So I hate Ray, that I did done. that. You're done for the episode. That killed uh, me. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> uh, let's go on to talk about the NBA bubble. Uh, these two teams specifically, 
Um, I have advocated for Jamal Crawford to be signed by an NBA team. The Brooklyn Nets uh, signed him. I mean, listen, the Brooklyn Nets had to do something. They, they are just losing guys left and right. Uh, Kyrie and KD were already out because of injuries. And now Torreon Prince, Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Wilson Chandler um, are out because of COVID concerns. I mean, they all had COVID. Uh, Kevin Durant actually had COVID as well, but he's out because of his injury. Um, they're all out because of COVID. They also signed out of left field, which was awesome, Mike Beasley, who is just an absolute legend, a New York legend. Now he could have been a Brooklyn legend. And all of a sudden, he's got COVID. The Brooklyn Nets, bro, just like can't just catch a break. And now they're saying that Michael Beasley, his contract is up in the air with Brooklyn. He might not even play for them now. I mean, the season doesn't start for another few weeks. I mean, it's usually a two-week timetable for a recovery. So we'll see what happens there. If he comes back as a few negative test results, he can come and play. Um, Shaquille O'Neal said that the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets are going to make it to the second round. Now, listen. Uh-oh. Shaquille O'Neal is one of the best basketball players of all time. Top 10 of all time, you could say. Um, Top 10 human of all time. Top I think everyone in the world just, knows him. Dude, did you see that video where uh, – He's right next to Jesus. Tire. Yeah, dude, Jesus Christ. He literally, like, everyone knows Jesus and everyone knows Who Shaquille O'Neal. the greatest O'Neal. people to walk on the face of this earth? You got, um, you got Jesus Christ. You got Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You got Shaquille O'Neal. You got, you know, you got a handful of guys up there. Um, but he says the Nets are going to make it to the second round. All right, so they're the seventh seed right now. With their roster, I cannot see them getting any higher than that. And I, 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 I can imagine them going lower to the eighth seed. Um, who are they going to beat? I don't the know. The Raptors or the Bucks? First of all, if the Nets beat either one of those teams, that would be the biggest upset in, like, NBA playoff history, just considering how depleted their roster is. Like, if you're a betting man and you want to take those odds and try to cash out on it, be my guess. Like, go for it. I'm a betting man. I love placing bets on the NBA. That is not a bet I'm going to make. Like, that is – I don't know where Shaq's coming from there. Um, whatever. Um, so, I, I kind of wanted to uh, just kind of bring up their – how uh, depleted their roster is. Also, the Sacramento Kings have had five guys that have tested positive for COVID uh, since they started testing a few weeks ago. And the latest is Harrison Barnes. Um, they've had Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heel, Jabari Parker – Alex Len. One of my favorite things from NBA Twitter the past uh, month or so was when Jabari Parker announced that he was tested positive for COVID. And everyone was like, wait a minute, he's on the Kings? <laughs> everyone was just like, how did this guy get in Sacramento? I thought he was in Atlanta or something. Um, but, you know, some of these players, uh, they're testing positive. Their last sweep of tests, they tested everyone uh, when they came into the bubble and they quarantined them. Only two players came back positive out of the 320-something which is, you know, that's actually very good. That's a very good statistic. Russell Westbrook actually just tested positive, but he is not in the bubble. And James Harden. And that's why they didn't go with the team at the same time. James Harden did. So if James Harden had it, he must be good now because he actually showed up to Orlando like two yep. months ago. So yep. he must be good, or at least he's quarantining in his room. Um, but yeah, they must have. Yeah, I think James Harden definitely must have had it. He had a pool party. He's had pool parties like crazy. And there was some girl on Twitter that was like, yeah, my friend went and she tested positive and like a bunch of people did. So yeah, I <laughs> assume that he at least, you know, he, whether he had symptoms or not, he had to have come in contact with it. Uh, but Russell Westbrook had it. Um, the bubble life, uh, the NBA, honestly, 
there are some players that are complaining about it. You know, they're they're complaining about the food. They're complaining about their restrictions, the protocols. But listen, with what's going on in the world, especially down in Florida right now, there is no safer place for people to be right now than the NBA bubble. Like they're testing them like crazy. If they all test negative, how are they going to get the like? I'm not I'm not a scientist. I'm not like you know a doctor or anything like that. But like, how could the virus get into the bubble if they're all testing negative? You know what I mean? So it's like, what's the, what's, how is there a high risk of players getting infected, getting sick? If no one's going in, no one's going out. Rashad Holmes has to quarantine for 10 days or he had to. That is the funniest storyline so far. Because he ordered Postmates and he crossed the line. Kelly Oubre was on Twitter saying like, yo, you don't like the food, just order food. They'll bring it to the hotel. And Rashad Holmes does it. And Kelly Oubre tweets out like, never mind, LOL. Like, I, I thought I thought that was Rashawn Holmes that said that. No, Kelly Oubre said that. Oh, he did but, say yeah, that. He, he set him up. He tweeted it. He set him up, bro. Kelly Oubre's taking And now, out. now people are calling in tips now, too. Yeah, they have the snitch hotline, which honestly, I understand the term snitches. Like, you know, you don't want to be a snitch, anything like that. But if you think about it, like, listen, they're all these are all grown men. They only have to do this for a few months. And the reason why they're going through all these protocols, they have all these restrictions is for their health. It's for their health, their family's health, for when they bring their family members in, for all the coaches, the, uh, the equipment staff, the assistant coaches, like everyone that's down there, like everyone's lives, like they're all at risk by doing this. And it's like in any chance where like, you know, there's a player risking anyone getting sick or even, you know, someone does something and god forbid they get it and it spreads like wildfire that shuts the entire thing down that takes away paychecks that takes away a potential next season i saw the nba could lose out on 24 billion dollars in total if like it all gets shut down this season and next season like that's not just a little that's not just uh just a small sum of money like this is like a big thing like they're taking a chance by doing this and they're being as safe as they can I think it was Marcus Morris because Kendrick Perkins said something about like, you know, like take advantage of the hotline. Like you see something reported, blah, blah, blah. And Marcus Morris is like, wow, like Kendrick Perkins really is selling out. And it's like, I don't like, he's not wrong by saying that. Like, that's not like a bad thing at all. Like he's not selling out by saying, you know, look out for people that are breaking the rules because people's lives are at risk. I mean, you got two coaches, Greg Popovich, um, Mike D'Antoni. Who else was it? Um, Alvin Gentry, like you got older coaches that, you know, if they get it, like who knows what could happen at their old age, you know what I mean? It's much harder for them to fight it off than a younger player. So it's just like, you can't, you have to be considerate with what you're doing. You got to be just, you just can't be stupid. Like you you just can't. So, I mean, I personally think the bubble life is great. I think that it's going to work out just fine. It's just players can't be dumbasses about it, man. Like just be smart about it. Yeah, you have to be smart about it. I've seen a lot of great content come out of the bubble life so far. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, there's a lot, and obviously I follow the Celtics more, so there's been a lot of funny stuff like Taco riding a bike around. Yeah. Oh, Boban, that, yes. Bobby and Toby. What was that? Uh, Bobby and Toby, Boban. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of funny stuff has come out of it. But something that is truly unlucky about the Nets is that <laughs> this is gonna be this is, people are gonna be like a oh, classic Celtics fan can't get off of them you get the luck of Kyrie Irving brought to your team 
Uh, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to get yeah. hit with karma. And now mm-hmm. the whole team that's is now true. getting COVID. Now they're, so, they're it's they're just gonna, like, what are they doing in Brooklyn, bro? How are all these players legit, getting it? Legit. It was Sacramento, they, but like, how the hell is it going around like that? Now they're going to be led by what? Does Jarrett Allen has it? He, no. no, he's there. He's in, he's in Orlando. All right. So Jarrett Allen, Karis LeVert, Jamal Crawford, and uh, Joe Harris. Joe Harris. Sniper Joe Harris. That's, and, that's uh, like all that happened. <laughs> Shaq thinks they're making it to the second round. I yeah, what do you how. think about what do you think about that? Say who 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 the hell would they beat, bro? Who the hell would they beat? I don't know who they would beat because if you're looking at that the top four teams, at least the top half of the uh what's it called, the bracket, you they're gonna have a tough time. They'll they're get swept. Not, They'll get swept not. by any of those teams, to be honest with you. Because who's going to be able to match up with Giannis? Who's going to be able to match up with any of the Raptors? Like Kyle Lowry's good in the playoffs. I don't care what anyone says. Kyle Lowry's good. Um, Pascal Siakam. Then you have all the Celtics. Like Miami Heat, just to begin with, who who the hell are they going to stop? Yeah, like, you I know what I mean? It just it, doesn't it make like, sense. It would be, to me, it would be, it would be uh, crazy if they got a win on any of those four teams. Yeah. No, it Dude, would be crazy. Not, never mind beating them. Like, just getting a win on them. Yeah, I have this graphic ESPN put out a few days ago. It goes a uh, bubble nets <laughs> versus the Brooklyn Nets, and the potential starting five for the bubble nets is Jamal Crawford, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, Michael Beasley, Jared Allen, and then the actual Brooklyn Nets is Kyrie, Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Jordan. Woo! What a difference, bro! What a difference that! What a is. difference! You're yeah. telling me a team led by Jamal Crawford and Mike Beasley, and don't get me wrong, I love me some Jay Crawford and Mike Beasley. You're telling me that those guys are gonna are gonna take them the Brooklyn Nets to the second round? Shaq, man, like you cover basketball for a living, you know better. Don't be don't be Nick Wright here, bro. Don't be Nick yeah. Wright. I never hear Shaq with any bad takes either. Never That's really very had- disappointing. Never really right. I think I, I think I'm just excited to see Jamal ball out. I, I love like, it. He's, a, I want to see Jamal Crawford and Michael Beasley have good runs because it would give it would gives them a good um, it, it would give them a good shot of making the roster next year. Right, and like I just love Jamal Crawford's game. He's got one of the best handles of all time, you know, and he's a stud. So I kind of just want to see what he's gonna do, you know, when he's surrounded by no one basically like no disrespect to joe harris and karis lavert but you know not proven players yeah he's just gonna he's just gonna show up he's gonna ball out and i'm excited to see that because i love jamal Jamal crawford jamal crawford had an all-time quote he said um someone asked him about being 40 years old or whatever it is and like how he felt feels about being 40 playing he goes no he goes i just turned 20 twice twice (laughs) are you kidding me like you how do you not love that, bro? Like, that is such a great line. And um, last time he played, he had 51 points. And I remember we talked about this. I put out a tweet talking about Jamal Crawford. Everyone just basically shit on me, saying that, oh, like, he's awful defensively, like, stat padding. Like, he, had, he just put up those shots, like, blah, 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 blah. Listen, the guy can ball. The guy's always been able to ball. One of the best six men, if not the best six men of all time. Um, you know, right up there with, like, Mon Ginobili and probably Lou Will. Some of the best handles. Yeah, like, probably, arguably, best handles. Crazy got, handles. Like, AI, Kyrie, Jamal Crawford. Like, I mean, those are the three three of the best ball handlers the game has ever seen. The guy is going to be 
not by himself, but really like he's gonna have free reign to kind of like do what he wants. Like, yeah, he's not bold, like oh yeah, no, you can't shoot 10 to 15 times a game. Like he's probably gonna shoot 10 to 15 times a game. Yeah, um, and, I, and I can't wait. Maybe to see even him. more. Maybe even more. And you know what? Yeah. For that reason, I'm exci- I actually want to watch some Brooklyn Nets games. Just to yeah, see just to see I, him. Just to see how it happens. You know what I mean? So I think that would be a fun, uh, fun team to follow along with. Uh, maybe a fun team to place a little money on during the regular season games. Put them yeah. a parlay or something. We're going to have to start talking about bets, bro, because, listen, when the season was going on, me and my buddy Kevin, we were in on it, bro. We were doing so well. We were doing parlays every single night. I was up like seven, $800. Like, I was – on a roll like i want to start talking about bets i want to give these listeners some some betting advice i want to get going about talking about over unders plus give me some advice oh i'm i'm to be honest with you i'm like i've always wanted to do sports betting but i never got into it it is but i feel like i'd be good at it it is so when it comes to sports betting you can either do very well for yourself or you can just do like very lose your life or you can just lose your life. And let me tell you something, sports betting takes control because like, yeah, I'm a Celtics fan. I watch Celtics games and I'm a, I, I'm an overall basketball fan. And I will watch basketball. But like when you bet on a certain team or you bet a certain line, you are glued to that game. You are just focused on that. You I'm not a soccer guy. I'm not a hockey guy really that much. Either. Like I'm a Bruins fan. I'll watch the Bruins and the playoffs, stuff like that. When I'm betting on hockey games, I'm watching hockey games. I put myself through that. Like, it makes those games so much more interesting. I put myself through that. Dead ass, bro. It's so true. Like, literally, if you got money on the line, it makes it so much more interesting. It makes it so much more fun. But, yeah, no, absolutely. We'll uh, we'll get that going. We'll we'll get some tips going. I'll get get you going, too. I love Uh, that. But, yeah, so that's that. Uh, And then we have one last thing to talk about. We kind of talked about this. Before we got on, Ryan, and I kind of got you, uh, I kind of got you going a little bit. We have a start bench cut. If you're on Twitter, you kind of see these going around every once in a while. Usually, every day, every two days, there's a new one coming out. They're not really. Some of them are good. Some of them are kind of like gimmies. Like you kind of know what you're gonna do. Like you really know, like at the top of your head, who you're gonna start bench and cut. But this one, this is a good one. So we have start bench cut in their prime. In their prime, you got Kawhi Leonard, Dwayne Wade, and Steph Curry. So I hate this so much. I did a little bit of research. I told you about this, but I'm going to give the viewers a little uh, background. I did a little research on this. So I looked at what their prime would be, and I came to the conclusion that Dwayne Wade was in 2008-2009, where Dwayne Wade averaged 30 points, five rebounds, seven and a half assists, two steals, over a block, 49% from the field, uh, 31% from three, but Dwayne Wade never really was a three-point shooter, so you can take that with a grain of salt. And had a 115 offensive, 105 defensive rating. He made he had a career high in three-pointers made, assists, steals, blocks, and offensive rating. He had a scoring title, made first-team All-NBA, All-Defensive, second team. Um, he led the league in field goals made and points and was second in steals, third in win shares, and seventh in assists. Coming from a shooting guard, that's pretty uh, crazy. Uh, then Kawhi Leonard, I had his prime year as last year in Toronto. He averaged 26.5 points, 7.3 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.8 steals, 49% from the field, 37% from three, 119 offensive rating, 105 defensive rating. Won the uh, championship in Toronto, won the finals MVP. 
the stats don't stick out as much as Dwayne Wade's, and they're not going to stick out as much as the next guy that I'll mention. But you have to keep in mind as well that he played 60 games, on, only played nine the year before as a spur. Didn't want to get traded to Toronto, but came in, led, the, took them on a crazy playoff run, took down the Sixers in seven games, hit a game seven, like game-winning shot in game seven to send them to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, took out the MVP and Giannis in the Bucks, and then, you know, he had a little luck against Golden State with the injuries, but he was just as dominant in the finals as he was throughout the entire playoffs. I think he has their second or third most points scored in a playoff run in NBA history. And then the third guy is Steph Curry. And his prime to me was the year that he won unanimous MVP, so 2015-2016. He had 30 points, over five rebounds, almost seven assists, over two steals, was in the 40-50-90 club, shot 50% from the field, 45% from three, while shooting 11 threes a game, but hitting five of them. Oh. And a 125 offensive rating and a 103 defensive rating. Now, you can say what you want about advanced statistics, def- like rating statistics, all this stuff, but a plus 22 net rating is absurd. Like, that is an absurdly high number for a net rating. Like, that, I know you can say the team around him, he had great defenders around him. I get that. But that 125 and how great of a defensive team that was, he averaged two steals a game. So, I mean, I'm, that's taken nothing away from Curry. He hit 402 threes that year, smashed the record, which was his own record. He won the unanim- was the first ever unanimous MVP, made the All-NBA first team. They won 73 games that year, didn't win the championship. We'll mention Kawhi Leonard was the only one on this list to win a championship in their prime, if you look at their prime years like that. And I brought this all up to you, Sheehan, and you were kind of like, bro, it's tough. It's tough to choose. So before I give my pick, I'm asking you. I'm wa- No, I want you to start. I'm scared. Because last time we had an episode, you put my brain in a blender. I'm going to put your brain in a blender. <laughs> I'm scared. You tell me, what is your start bench cut between Kawhi Leonard, Dwayne Wade, and Steph Curry in their prime? The way I look at it is, to start out, you really can't leave Steph out of that. Even though that he didn't win a championship, Steph Curry, you don't even have to look at stats, man. If you just watched him, he was absolutely ridiculous. He was ridiculous. He shot, he hit from anywhere. He did whatever he wanted. 400 threes, bro? Like, are you out of your mind? If you take away that team, his stats are only going to get better. I mean, maybe not the defensive side. But the offensive side, like he's averaging what thirty per game, mm-hmm. he could have bumped that out to thirty six. You know what I mean? Like his offensive stats would have just went up anyways. I mean, his defense probably wouldn't have been that bad. Like it wouldn't have went down that bad, but it would have been a little bit lower. So to start out, I think Steph Curry, you have to bench. I think you have to at least put him on the bench. I don't think he deserves to get cut. Now, this is where it gets tricky. Kawhi Leonard shows up, like you said again, didn't really want to be there, played nine games the season before, and absolutely balls out. And just is amazing. He does, he does everything for that team. I mean, he has Kyle Lowry to his left. He has Pascal Siakam to his right. He also had Marcus Saul there. He had a couple other guys there. People so, consider Kawhi Leonard to be the best Raptor, Toronto Raptor of all time just in one because season. of last season. Yeah, in one season, which is crazy to think about. Now, now you look at Dwayne Wade, 
And Dwayne Wade's prime season, he's doing the same exact thing. If I'm looking up his stats again, hold on. His, oh my God, I went away from it. Oh, here we go. That, you're talking about 08, 09, mm-hmm. right? He played 79 games, obviously started all 79 of them. He averaged 30.2 per game. Um, then he averaged 2.2 steals, 1.3 blocks, which is nice. So that's a good defensive side right there. With seven and a half assists, with five rebounds a game, you know, all that jazz. Like, And he was shooting from the field, he was shooting 49%. And from three, he wasn't a good three-point shooter, but he was almost shooting 32%. Oh, my God. Kawhi Leonard, he was averaging 26 a game, almost 27 a game. His defensive side, he didn't average a lot of blocks, but he did average 1.8 steals per game. He was averaging 3.3 assists per game, 7.3 total rebounds per game while shooting. Here we go. Almost 50%. And from three, he was shooting 37%. Ah, Both defensive juggernauts, but the way I look at it is Kawhi Leonard came out with the title and Again, he didn't want to be there at all. At all. Everyone no, knows that. that was no not one on his team. Of no that. one, that was no not one, the teams you want to go to. No one even knew what he wanted. So, for that matter, just showing up to a new city, winning your second title, your second finals MVP, and just dipping. I think I, I like, I have to start Kawhi Leonard. And it's not even to take away, like, I wish I could put D Wade on the bench, but. The way I look at Steph Curry, dude, I like Steph Curry was unbelievable. He was unstoppable. Anything he wanted to do, he did it. And that's how it went. And you could not stop him when he was hot. Like anything he shot was going in. It didn't matter how smothered he was. It didn't matter how many guys you had on him. He was still going to hit all of his shots. Not to take away from Dwayne Wade because his prime season was unbelievable. But Kawhi wins a title in that one season, and he was unbelievable that season, even throughout the playoffs. You look at Steph's season, again, unstoppable. Dwayne Wade, it's just I believe those two guys deserve the starter and the bench over him. And I, it's tough, but I have to drop D. Wade off of that. Yeah, no, bro. This was one of the toughest ones because you actually – like I legitimately had to do research, and like I had to like – consider like what their prime seasons were like their statistic like everything like it's it wasn't something that you can just like come up with at the top of your head like oh, i'll do this this and this like you actually had to think about it so me and you were actually pretty close with what we chose i also cut Dwayne wade not a knack on d wade nothing against him like obviously when Dwayne Wade was in his prime he was just an absolute problem one of the best guards of all time one of the best like i think he has the most blocks for a guard like of all time which is just absurd but I start Curry I bench Kawhi and I cut Wade so the reason why I start Curry is because I'm young we're young I'm 22 years old so I obviously haven't been watching basketball like for this the longest time in the world but in my 12 years or so of watching basketball that was the best offensive season I probably have ever seen in my life like like I averaged 40 50 40 90 shot 11.8 threes a game and hit and shot 45% from three, hit 402 threes, unanimous MVP, all NBA first team, 30.7 assists a game, 73 wins for that team, 
like you said, take away the team around him. Those stats only go up. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, only guy on this list to win a championship, came in, won a championship, dipped. The best defender on this list. Like, Dwayne Wade's a phenomenal defender, but if we're talking about pure defense, like pure defensive skill, Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defenders, arguably, of all time. Like, just on ball, just he's, he's unbelievable. Steph Curry had one of the most historic seasons that we've ever seen. And he's also uh, one of only nine players at the time to put up 50, 40, 90. And then he hit 400 threes. You have the offense there. You have the shooting. I benched Kawhi because the defense, he showed him that you can carry. He showed everyone that he can carry a team by himself. And he gives you just that two-way production. He's elite on offense. And obviously, you can try more elite on defense. And you got that defensive presence with Kawhi. So I have you, – you don't have that much defense with Curry, but that's where you have off the bench with Kawhi. And unfortunately, you got to cut Dwayne Wade. I mean, I had some guy on Twitter trying to tell me, like, you got to watch Dwayne Wade highlights, this and that. Listen, I just live and breathe basketball. I've seen highlights of every NBA player you can probably name, you can throw at me. Yeah. you got to watch Steph Curry highlights. Like, yeah. If, like, there is a, just endless amounts of Steph Curry highlights just from that season alone of him hitting the most ridiculous shots. Him just – like, there's, there's 30, 40-minute-long videos of him just hitting circus shots. Like, the guy is just out of his mind when it comes to offense. Just some of the best handles in the league. Like, just – the thing is, and someone tried arguing, too, like, that, like, as far as, like, three-point shooters, like, he's not the best three-point shooter ever. I mean, to me – Steph Curry is the best three-point shooter of all time. People try How to say – How can you – what? Right? Someone say, like, Ray Allen's better than him. I'm like, listen, Ray Allen has the most threes in history. I get that. And Steph Curry is almost there. Have a pot was, yeah, he's – bro, he's going to break that record in, like, three years. Like, he's going to have, like, so much – he's going to break that record and go so far ahead that, like, no one's going to be able to catch up unless your name's Clay Thompson. Um, but – Brown was a majority – he was, he was a pop-up three-point shooter. He was a catch-and-shoot shooter for the most part. Steph Curry creates. Yep. Yeah, he creates off the dribble. That. He has the moves, just cross over and just throws up shots. Literally, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, just please go on YouTube and just watch Steph Curry highlights. Just do yep. that and then try to argue with me because you, you just won't be able to. So Now I kind of wish I started him. Damn. It's, listen, it's like the oh you my have god. A, you have a good argument for Kawhi Leonard, but it's just like we have never seen like Steph. We have bar- we have rarely ever seen an offensive season like Steph Curry has put on a few years ago, and we have not seen one since. And I don't know if we when we'll see that again. Like it's just when will we I, see when will we see something like Kawhi? True. Like, I feel yeah, like no, I, I feel like any player like LeBron. Like, could probably do that, but Kawhi showed up to a place he literally didn't want to be at and still won a championship. Yeah, and, and that's then like, dipped. And, and that's like the biggest <laughs> argument for him. Like, bro, like he showed that he could lead a team on his own. Literally any team, team didn't want to go to. Any team is a contender when he gets there. That's yeah. what he proved. And that's what makes him so special. And he has the defensive edge as well. But it's just, oh, that's it's so just tough. the offense is so good, man. I just got to give it to Curry there. But yeah, that's that was the one honestly one of the best start bench cuts I've seen in a while. I think it maybe ever honestly because that actually was like made you really think about. It. I know it made you think. I I know I know it got you thinking. Yeah, no, I there is some 
There is some steam coming out of my ears. <laughs> yeah, I can see it right now. Get, <laughs> uh, I can see uh, you're all red and stuff. You don't know what you're <laughs> right now. But, uh, yeah, so let us know what you guys think out of those three. I mean, it's a great argument. It's a great topic of discussion. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Uh, who, what teams should have the best percent chance of winning it all this year. Tell us uh, how wrong you think Nick Wright is with all of his takes what you think about the bubble life, it will, if it will last. I think it will. I think we both think that the NBA bubble will work out uh, in the long run, you know, for the three months that they will be there. Thank you guys for listening to episode four of Hoops Caviar. Uh, we are back after our one-week hiatus. Uh, we will back to recording once a week. Uh, we'll have this episode out today is Wednesday. We will have it out on Thursday. My name is Dante Toro, and you can follow me on Twitter at Deck there. You can find the at the Twitter accounts for Hoops Caviar at Hoops Caviar as well as our other podcast at Chasing Banners. Uh, that is our Celtics podcast. We record on Sundays, release on Mondays. Um, the NBA season will be coming back in a few weeks, two weeks from today, actually. I think it's the 29th. Today is the 15th. So two weeks. I'm not really good at math, but two weeks from today. Quick maths. Quick maths. 9 plus 10 equals 21. Uh, Celtics' <laughs> first game is the 30th, though, so that's what we are obviously looking forward to the most. But season comes back in two weeks. We will have, you know, we will be covering basketball. You can follow me. Like I said, follow me on Twitter. I will be just talking all things basketball. We'll, there will be so much, so much more content coming out, as not only from my account, but also from Ryan's. Uh, and, Ryan, you go ahead and uh, plug your stuff in, my man. Tell them where they can follow you. And where they can uh, where they can check you out. I am four zero one Sheehan on Twitter four zero one S H E E H A N. You can also listen to me and Dante talk on Chasing Banners, which I also have in my bio, and obviously Hoops Caviar. And then I have my own podcast, which is called Sheehan's World, which pretty much covers whatever, man. If you go and you click on one of the links. And you'll see about 13 episodes so far on Spotify and uh, Anchor, if you're familiar with Anchor, which is a podcasting app. Uh, yeah, just check me out there. I'd highly, greatly, lovely appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's big like that, I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate you guys for listening to these shows also. So, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that's what I got. Yes, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with more content and once the season comes back we will just have so many more things to talk about we are excited to actually talk about what happens during the nba season and not just give our predictions assumptions and hypotheticals of what will happen so we're excited for that thank you guys for listening much love and uh stay safe out there stay healthy and uh bless up one love peace out guys